Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. 3CR would like to acknowledge the Kulin Nations, true owners, caretakers and custodians of the land from which we broadcast. 3CR pays respect to elders past, present and emerging of the Kulin Nation. We recognise their unceded sovereignty. This is 3CR Breakfast. Alternative news, analysis and current affairs. Monday to Friday, 7am to 8.30am. Good morning and welcome to Tuesday Breakfast. Today is the 20th of August and it's a nice full studio, which is really beautiful to see. We've got Ayan on the panel. Hey, hey, hey. Zoya, who's back from a trip. I know, my accent's got even more English. (laughs) Chris? Here G'day. in the studio to do yeah, the same Yeah, it's me again. <laughs> yeah. Did you just go good day to make up for the fact that G'day. I went, I've gone very English? Oh, yeah, now I'm like, oh, here's my, my terrible color. You're in Australia, mate. Yeah. Australian. Yeah. And I'm George. And we'd also like to say thank you to the Radioactive Show, current news, information on nuclear, peace and energy issues. Great program as always. So we've got a pretty busy show today, I believe. Yeah. As always. As always, yes. Always, always. Let's start from the from the end and work our end. way back. All right, all right. Ooh, I like oh. it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We're putting our little okay. types oh, of it's breakfast. It's too early for me to do things back <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Okay, so at 8.10, we have Kate Cullen. So Kate Cullen is the manager at Renegade Football League, and she's coming on to talk about an interesting day that's coming up, and that is the Pub Footy Pride Round. Sick. Pride yes. Round. Yes. That's awesome. And yeah. Yeah. Say, that, say that ten times. Pub Footy Pride <laughs> Round. Whoa. <laughs> 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 Picking people, pick a pipe. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and also diversity in sport and why that's important. Beautiful. It's on Saturday. We should all get Can we go? It's yeah. free oh as well. Oh, Tuesday breakfast. Yeah. 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 Oh, Saturday breakfast. Even. Oh my god! I actually have a pub footy team that I support as well. I've never seen to walk on to watch. The I just queer like, one. No, um, I well, I I, I technically well, I, I guess I go for the Galas. Victoria the Hotel. Thing. Are they queer? What is it? Oh, I'm not know. sure. It's no. a big, it's a big pink beanie. Yeah, that's why. a lot of them are queer as well, which oh. is awesome. Yeah. Like my team is the Unicorns, or like my friend's team, and oh, they're very Olba. Yeah, yeah Olba. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, back onto what we have. We have we're, we're, obviously we're very excited about Sorry. the football. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm going to possibly be speaking with Laura McLean, who is a unionist. Um, uh, she's a First Nations trans woman, and she might be coming in to talk to us about union stuff, but also Japarung as well. But we'll see. She's not feeling the best this morning, so we'll get an update on that later. Um, at 7.45, I will be speaking to Sam Elkin, the um, uh, LGBT outreach representative um, for the St Kilda Legal Service, and we'll be having a chat about the recent birth, deaths and marriages bill debate that happened in the Victorian Legislative Assembly last week. Very important topic. Mm-hmm. And now we've I mean, got Chris. Yeah. Yay! Yeah, God, I gotta follow up all that. <laughs> um, but it's fine because you're coming before it, so it's okay. You that's true. But uh, set you the know, bar. Oh, the time stuff is going to do my head in. Um, <laughs> you, ha- you have to like <laughs> do it and backwards, backwards now. Yeah, the yeah, XY. <laughs> no, um, so and like we we briefly mentioned it there f- there for a second, but one of the big stories this week is that tomorrow, I believe, is the final date that. Uh, major roads, uh, major road projects Victoria have given the Jabberwong protesters as a, um, I guess like, a, I, I think they do have a police warrant actually as well, so it's an official, quote unquote, like eviction notice. Um, and that means that come tomorrow or, may, or possibly Thursday, I'm, I'm not positive when, what happens when it runs out, whether they can do it the day of or not. But it runs out tomorrow, the the extension they gave them like two weeks ago, and this was after multiple failed legal avenues, the protesters. Um, for everyone who's, who's not aware, these are sacred trees, especially to Jabberong women. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a collection of trees. There are a few in particular that 
uh, there's been, because this, this process has lasted like a year and a half at least, um, and obviously hundreds of years before that as well, but, um, the, yeah, yeah, the, um, the, the, the planned destruction of it has lasted a year mm. and a half. It was planned, uh, Victorian government, it, it's through this, this flawed, uh, registered Aboriginal parties agreement. They, they, legally they had what they needed to, cr- to destroy this entire area and, it turned out that the group, the one of the groups that was supposed to give them the okay and say this this group is not culturally important, uh, didn't do that work. Mm. They didn't they didn't do anything. They just signed off on the thing, and uh, it took protesters to say no. These are like hundreds, possibly thousands of years old trees. Um, they've since the route because this is all for a planned highway up near Ararat, and the route has changed slightly. They've they've promised to save. I think it's like 15 trees, possibly like. To, to like four particularly important scarred trees and, and a few other like culturally modified trees. Mm. So, but it's not you know listen to any of the protests and it's not just one or two trees. It's like hundreds. It's the entire right. landscape that forms. I think the quote is that it forms part of the landscape, the mm. songline. Mm. Um, so yeah, this could be a particularly ugly week. Our all our best to the protesters. They've been doing stuff in Victorian Parliament the last couple of weeks. Yes, there was a video <laughs> that showed them. Yeah, in the in the room, kind of, like, trying to... And there was oh. security people trying to get rid of them. Yeah, they glued yeah. their hand to a yeah. banister, I think. Wow. Cool as hell. Yeah. And yeah. also, I just... Um, I saw yesterday that they got a write-up in the New York Times as well. Yes. So you can check that out. The article is called This Land is a Sanctuary for Aboriginal Women. Bulldozers make soon come. Yes. It is always so wonderful when our country gets to be shamed on the world stage. Yes. It yes. makes me so proud. Well, that was actually my next story as well. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, on Australia. This is Australia shaming, once again shaming ourselves. Um, uh, but it's that it's our... our Real decade, I think, at this point, maybe not decades, six, seven years of climate inaction, like properly going backwards, has finally come back to bite us in the ass. And we are properly shamed on the world stage. We went to Tuvalu last week mm. for the Pacific Islands Forum, and not only did Scott Morrison uh, water down the like the agreement that they put out at the end to a point where you had to agree to disagree and that they didn't agree because they didn't. I think he wanted climate change, everything like expunged, watered, watered down to the point that's like nothing about coal, nothing. The deadline that islands, all they asked for was 2050, which is a phenomenal, like to get out of coal completely, yeah. which is like a phenomenal deadline. We we really have like 12 years or like 11 now, I think at this point, to like completely retransition society. Uh, Morrison wasn't even willing to give him that, so he was just like, he just went along and, you know. Uh, said no, we're not going to change anything. We're not. We're going to grow a coal industry at a time when the world, the Arctic, is on fire. Um, uh, Jacinda Ardern was there from New Zealand. She talked down to Australia as well that like we can't keep saying oh we're just a little country because we're the third, third largest fossil fuel exporter in the world, the largest coal, the largest for liquid LNG. Um, but yeah, we not only did we uh, Scott Morrison, as he was talking about this, make one of like there was, there was a number of world leaders there, um, make a number. Mm-hmm. I think it was the Tuvalu Prime Minister cry like talking about these. This is the sake of my people, and you're putting your economic uh, interest, uh, or like n- really not even economic ideology ahead of that. Uh, but over the yeah. weekend, uh, our Deputy Prime Minister Michael McCormack uh, said something very racist and ignorant at a. Like he was, while he was in charge here in Australia, he becomes prime minister. He was at a forum somewhere and he basically told, like the, the actual quote I think is, you know, um, I don't like being talked to by, by people trying to like change, um, uh, trying to change Australia, trying to like, you know, uh, just because they want to survive. Like he actually says the word survive wow. and then, and then he was like, well, it's even worse than that because that, then he goes into like, oh, they will survive. Because they will still come here, and this is me quoting, I think it's horrific. They will survive because they will come here and pick our fruit. And that's a reference to the labour high scheme that Australia has with some Pacific Island countries. Enormously offensive. Tuval, like, a lot of these world leaders the last couple of days, Tuval yesterday said we're gonna, we're thinking of pulling out of the scheme now, which basically brings workers to Australia. It's a shared agreement. Um, deeply horrific. And these, a lot of these islands now are like, well, Australia's not gonna do anything. And this comes at a time when, China's uh, influence in the region is growing. And China basically came and said, hey, we're actually, we've got programs to decarbonize. We hear you. We understand you. And they basically said, well, this is, you know, China, like, we couldn't possibly do worse than Australia. Uh, so it's all kind of 
Yeah. It's all kind of blown up and in it's that face. and it's that kind of asymmetry, isn't it? That Australia, being a more you know powerful state, can get away with you know doing these kinds of things that are directly it's direct, directly impacting ourselves but it's it's obviously a lot more harmful to other states totally. that where climate change issues are more pressing well they're on the front line kiribati yeah. i think has already been split in two by like rising seas and increased storms and there's yeah. all like it's it's stuff that australia will you know, the rich in Australia will survive. There are still a lot of Australian communities, like, on the coasts that are going to bear a lot of this, but these islands are going to be, like, they're the first. Yeah. They call them, I think, climate-induced migration because okay. people are moving. Like, Kiribati's mid-migration. They're moving people from islands. Um, yeah, it's horrific. Mm. It we are starting to get our first sort of climate, you know, the first sort of climate refugees and that yeah. kind of thing. I do know in, in the UK, um, I think it's the Cocos Islands, has always been a, there's been a climate issue around that with rising sea levels. And um, there's a there's a, a big issue in the UK around because it used to be a UK dependent dependency or UK you know thank you colonisation um, <laughs> and yeah there are now we're getting I think f- to the best of my knowledge but I can't guarantee this is an opinion not a fact um, there are already climate induced refugees coming from the Cocos Islands so yeah. you know it's already started like it's been well underway for years now yeah. it's like properly coming to a head yeah how long are they going to bury their heads in the sand before you know yeah until the sand becomes waterlogged yeah yeah Yeah. well they'll again the rich will find a way to survive and that's and what's what's especially insane about that michael mccormack the deputy pm thing is not only deeply racist it's also very just technically illiterate because it talks about getting rid of coal as this thing that will de-industrialize australia and it's like, no, you you can, like, there are renewable technologies. There are things that we need to start transitioning. Mm. And that doesn't create any kind of lower quality of life. It's just going to be work. Mm. Like, and yeah. it's, mm. it's got to happen yeah. one way or another. Mm. So. My, my question is, during the mining boom of the, you know, 90s and early 2000s, mid-2000s, we managed to, you know, weather the GFC, as it were. Where was all that money going you know, yeah. Yeah. did it did it go into building future thinking infrastructure, future forward businesses? We have a nation. The way that it's the way that the way that the nation imagined things, but there's a geography to this continent that means that sustainable energy is something that we can really harness. Absolutely, the size of our coastline is yeah. ridiculous. The things that we could do to be, we we could have become one of the leading economies when it came to sustainable energy we could have become a leading economy because of sustainable energy if we'd invested in that infrastructure and thought about the things csiro have been doing around a whole bunch of different things not just environment stuff you know australia has a history of being scientifically forward thinking Mm. and somehow we've just gone backwards and all that money now has gone into people's pockets Mm. into the pockets of the miners into the pockets of big businesses even into our own pockets well not mine because i you know wasn't here at the time but um, (laughs) we've got a thousand bucks you know with yeah when everyone got their thousand bucks um which yes stimulated the economy but in a short so so short-sighted and now that like you said this decade well more than a decade of inaction has come back to haunt us mm. yeah but i mean and there are little pockets of hope the northern territory i think is is thinking of finally getting onto the um the renewable boom and that means i think both a you know a solar farm and um and uh, turning to hydrogen which is like that's the real thing we can be exporting you know sorry that's an issue for another top time um a lot to discuss yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like we need to have an environmental environmental yeah. specific news update yeah. at some point which basically we have today so yeah um, you know Absolutely. destroying the environment destroying the landscape yeah destroying other countries <laughs> destroying <laughs> just another, just day. another Happy day Tuesday everybody should we should we just go another to day in the colony <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> um, so some of you have probably already heard the new Deadly Hearts album that's come out. So for those of you who don't know, it's, um, it's an album that's it's, it's a celebration of music, culture and identity from the hearts and mouths of a new generation of Indigenous Australians. And of course, 3CR favourite Alice Skye has a beautiful track on this album. It's called Speak Your Language. The Renegade Pub Football League proudly presents its inaugural Pride Round, Paint in Victoria Park, Rainbow, on Saturday, August 24th. 
celebrating diversity in pub football, this free community event offers a laid-back afternoon of gender-inclusive Aussie rules football alongside DJs and a charity barbecue. Saturday, August 24th, gates open at 12.30. For more information, including Pub Footy's August and September fixture, visit www.rpfl.com.au. The Renegade Pub Football League is a 3CR supporter. Six years I've been in desert. Beyond the Bars is 3CR's annual prison project, giving voice to our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander inmates right across Victoria. It's good to be here because uh, Aboriginal radio and um, you don't really get to do this much. Brings us all together. Time, you'll get your time to take that first step out that front door to freedom beyond these walls. Make sure and I just want to say thank you to all of you for giving us the opportunity to speak on air. The reason, the bigger the calling. Make your commitment and watch things. And you can listen to audio from this year's broadcasts and previous years as well. Online at any time, just go to 3cr.org.au forward slash beyond the bars. But also while I'm here, I'd like to say thank you for all for coming, um, helping, giving us a chance to do this. It's really good, you know. It's been going for a while now. Hopefully, it goes, it keeps going. You know, like it's, it's good that we can do this and um, get our voice out there as prisoners. We can't blame everything on the external, so let's stop looking for it in the hands of the persecutor, because real power comes from here and it comes from family. If you would like us to post you a free CD, contact the station on 03-9419-8377. You're listening to Tuesday Brekkie on 3CR with myself, George, Ayan and Zoya. You just heard some great tunes. Hopefully you enjoyed them as well. First up was Alice Sky with Speak Your Language from the Deadly Hearts 2 Album and the second track you heard was Jess B, who Yay. just had woo, <laughs> um, just had a new album come out. It's called News, New Views, and it is amazing. Every song in it is so good, and the video clips are also incredible. That track was called Mood. If you enjoyed that, please check out some other ones on that album. I know I'm terrible with music, and I had never heard of Jess B before <laughs> because gorgeous. I am old and boring. Um, and now I will be checking her out. So thank you very much, George. No <laughs> um, coming up now, we have some fantastic content from our buddies over at Satellite Skies, another 3CR show that's on Mondays from 11 p.m. Satellite Skies um, focuses on DIY and autonomous projects and movements and transformative justice. And I hope you enjoyed this little segment and that Aboriginal people have been continuously resisting the invasion of their lands for over 200 years. So we're really excited. We have Carly Beck with us in our show, Transformative Justice Radio, and we are going to be talking about policing, criminalisation, prisons and community organising against the prison industrial complex. So thank you, Carly. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me on the show. Our pleasure. Thank you so much for coming. Carly, do you reckon you could tell us a bit about yourself to start? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a Wangi and Chinese woman. I grew up in Minjin on Turrbal Yagara country up in Brisbane, but my family, um, most of my family, still live up, live up in Mount Isa in Townsville. And, yeah, my mob's Wangi, and my family come from Louis Creek, which is about an eight-hour drive north of Mount Isa. And for folks down here that don't know where that is, it's on the border of um, the Northern Territory and Queensland from there. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. And is that um, somewhere that you feel like you, you go there and you feel connected to that, you know, to your family? and? Yeah, absolutely. Now, unfortunately, it's just a really big mining town. Um, but last year I was lucky enough to go up there and visit lots of other family, extended family. Um, we had a big family reunion and there are about 300 of us. Oh, and there's even more than that as well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so good. So we're going to talk about, like, we want to know about you and, like, sort of this work as well. Mm -hmm. So 
like when we sort of have these conversations in the show, I'm really interested to in why people come into this work, yeah. what it means for them to be like working around like incarceration, policing and prisons. Um, but maybe first, like, shall we all like have a conversation about like what do we understand to be the prison industrial complex in so-called Australia? Mm, yeah. Like what does that sort of mean to us? Yeah. Yeah, the definition that I always go to for just what the prison industrial complex is, is from critical resistance, Mm -hmm. which is where I first headed to when I started thinking about prison abolition. And that organisation talks about it being the overlapping interests between government and private um, organisations working in policing, imprisonment and surveillance. Mm. And, yeah, when I first started thinking about, like, prisons in general, started really thinking about that industrialisation that happens um, where there's just so many people who are deemed by the government as being disposable and that real, like, underclass of people that are still performing slave labour. And, like, yeah, something about what you just said in terms of that definition that came to my mind is, like, the prison industrial complex is so many parts of Australia. Mm. Like, it's, you know, like, firstly, thinking about, like, colonisation as, like, a huge... And, like, neo-colonisation as, like, a huge part of the prison industrial complex. And then things like, if we're talking about things like surveillance, things like, you know, deportations, things Mm -hmm. like private security to, like, surveil, you know, asylum seekers, to surveil people who are the underclass. It's, like, so much of our world. Yeah, and Australia was you know, founded as a penal colony. Mm. So that's all that Australia has really known is yeah. um, to build prisons mm. and yeah, force people. People also, when they think of, I still think of like crime and think of prisons, they think of people really committing these like heinous offences. But what the government is doing is very intentional. The reason why we have such high rates of Aboriginal incarceration is because governments want to take people away from their lands, away from their culture. And I'll probably talk about this a little bit later on in the show because I've been a youth worker and I now work with Aboriginal women in prison. And it starts from a very young age, the surveilling of black bodies Mm. um, and the taking away of Aboriginal children away from their families. Um, and creating that trauma and that intergenerational trauma. And it's all very intentional by the government. Completely. And, you know, even in the sort of context of, like, what you were saying about what is a crime and, like, why are people incarcerated, like, we know that crimes are, like, you know, socially constructed, that often what is deemed as a crime is, like, what a society or government wants to position as something that is then linked to somebody's identity, which then, you know, demonises a certain person or peoples, um, which then legitimates their oppression. And then you can, like, to the public, be like, well, this particular type of person is violent Mm. and legitimate that through your laws, which we see heavily in Australia and other places in the world too. Mm. Carla, you just, like, briefly spoke about, like, the background of the work that you've done. Do you want to speak more to that and tell us about, like, how you came into this work and what? Yeah, yeah. So it actually starts with me being a part of, I guess, the environmental movement Mm -hmm. um, in university. And then I started working with, yeah, a group and we did some fossil-free divestment campaigning. And, uh, yeah, mostly campaigning for the university to divest uh, from fossil fuels. And then I remember being a part of this um, big climate rally a few years ago. I was like, where are all the black and brown people? <laughs> Why aren't they a part of this rally? And then I got in contact with um, Sisters Inside and they're an organisation up in Brisbane um, and they do a lot of prison abolitionist work and I've also studied law and economics and it was just... I thought that I'd go into environmental law but now much more my passion is driven into like criminal law, child protection law and... Yeah, from there, that's where I got into youth work and started thinking much more about um, this whole group of people that are invisibilised a lot of the time. Yeah. That's so interesting, Carly. I feel like um, there's, like, a few of us who have, like, who've come into, like, 
stuff around, you know, incarceration, transformative justice, criminalization and policing through the environmental mm-hmm. movement and have, like, really funny stories to tell about that. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, what... And, like, I still, like, now when I see... Like, I see so many links. Yeah. But also, for me, like, the... The, that sort of focus drew me to working then with the people. Like, yeah, I wonder what that meant for you in terms of, like, do you still do work around, like, environment stuff? Well, I still am in the sense that my my prison abolitionist goal is not just to end prisons, policing and surveillance, but for Aboriginal peoples to gain back land rights. And it's a land rights issue and for Folks out there who haven't already read Too Much Lip by Melissa Lukashenko, I really, yeah, think that you should go out and buy a copy of that book, yeah, because she just so incredibly ties that into her book, the links between, yeah, incarceration, criminality, and then also, yeah, the effects that colonisation has had on Aboriginal peoples. So deep, those links. And also I feel like, I don't know, in it's like in that book it really in a really amazing way, talks about how those things... And Sam, just one final question. What can people out there listening do to help support the advancement of rights like this? Firstly, the passing of this bill, but, but moving forward. Um, so I encourage people to jump onto the Y Gender website, is in the letter Y and then gender. Um, that's the youth-led trans and gender diverse organisation. They've done an awesome template for contacting your um, MPs regarding birth certificates and really now um, putting the pressure on the upper house members is required so um, sending you know letters of support to um, people like Fiona Patton, Andy Medic um, and Sam Brattenham would be fantastic um, sending something to um, Catherine Cumming at the moment um, who I believe is supportive but we don't have written confirmation of that or anything would be incredibly helpful and um, just sharing supportive posts on you know your organisation or your personal social media at the moment um, you know, do not um, underestimate how difficult this, this is for trans and gender diverse people and we really do need, um, you know, emotional and, and demonstrative support from the whole community at the moment. So there are a couple of the things that, that I would suggest, but also if people can start um, talking to their, you know, local politicians about the inequity in our healthcare system at the moment for trans and gender diverse people, um, I would certainly appreciate that. Fantastic. Sam, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us this morning. That was a really helpful summary of why legislation like this is so important. And um, fingers crossed on the debating of the bill. Do we know yet when it's going to be um, read in the upper house? Um, it's definitely next week. I'm not sure which day next week, but um, this is really the week to uh, send those letters in because, um, yeah, for, from next week it's, it's all going into the upper house. Fantastic. We'll all be sending letters in. Thank right. you so Thank much, you. Sam. Did you know volunteering contributes to a happier we life? Want to know what you can do to make a difference in your local community of Whittlesea? Whittlesea Community Connections hold a volunteer information session every month. It is a friendly session where you get to meet others and be linked to not-for-profit organisations. Contact Michelle from Whittlesea Community Connections on 94016630 or visit our website www.whittleseacc.org.au to find out more. A 3CR supporter. Most LGBTIQ people experience positive, intimate and family relationships. However, like cisgendered heterosexual people, some LGBTIQ people experience abuse and violence in their relationships. With Respect is a new family violence service for LGBTIQ plus Victorians, providing counselling and recovery programs for victims and survivors of family violence and help for people using violence who want to stop. With Respect is a partnership between queer Space, Thorn Harbour Health, Switchboard Victoria and Transgender Victoria. For more information, visit withrespect.org.au or call 1-800-542-847. With Respect is not a crisis service. If you need immediate help, call 000. A 3CR supporter. My traditional name, Zalanak. I'm Zane. My name's um, Amanda. I'm Rebecca Jacoby. I'm Auntie Sandra Onus. 
We are on Japron country, defending uh, and protecting some very, very sacred land, which belongs to the women and children of my tribe, the Japron people. It's outrageous that government will allow this desecration, would even think of it. We are the people of the land. You know, part of our culture, you know, it's part of my homeland, you know, where I come from. My passion is to protect these areas so us as Aboriginal people have places to go to on country to practice culture. Those trees are not to be disturbed. These three in particular are a placenta tree and two birthing trees which have seen the births of over 10,000 Japarong babies. Come on, give us a program. protests to support your brothers and sisters. Genocide here is a lot more sneaky than it is in Rwanda or other places around the world. It's one thing white fellas learnt in the last 200 years to be very sneaky about their genocide. You look at the 38 nations that were here before white settlement and then you count up the numbers that are still surviving, still out there doing their business on their country. Well, there's only 25 left, so what happened to the other 13? Let's talk about the Black GST. Genocide to be stopped, sovereignty acknowledged and treaties made. Tune into Fire First every Wednesday from 11am till 12 midday on 3CR with Robbie Thorpe. is a community radio licence holder. What you hear on community radio is governed by the community radio codes of practice. The codes of practice cover matters relating to program content, including local content, news, current affairs, Australian music, programs for children and the responsibilities associated with broadcasting by and for the community. They also cover aspects such as community access and participation in the operation of this station. Copies of the code are available from the 3CR website. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash who we are. Well, good morning. You're listening to Tuesday Breakfast on 3CR Community Radio. Uh, the time is 8.11 and we have another fabulous guest on the line. We have Kate Cullen. So Kate Cullen is from the Renegade Football uh, sorry, Renegade Pub Football League, and she's here to tell us about an exciting day coming up called the Pub Footy Pride Round, and she's also here to tell us everything diversity in sports. Welcome to Tuesday Breakfast, Kate. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're so glad to have you, and I don't know if you've been listening to the show, but we're super excited for Saturday. We're actually making it a day trip, so... Oh, that's... That's you exciting. have. Welcome, <laughs> um, okay, so let's start from the beginning. Um, can you tell us about your experience working and playing in footy? Um, yeah, so, well, I never really played footy before joining Pub Footy, which was about five or six years ago. Um, and it has been one of the most rewarding experiences of my life. Mm. Uh, when I first played, I was completely terrified. I found it really intimidating. I think anything that's new... Um, and that you're not necessarily experienced in is always pretty scary. But I realised that um, that was just my fear. And when I went down to the team and to the club, 
Um, everybody there was so welcoming and just the senior players kind of taught me how to handball and taught me how to kick a footy and never felt made me feel like I didn't belong there. Mm. Um, so it was just this lovely experience and straight away you just make friends and it was this community um, and I've just watched it grow over the years and be a really big support for so many people who have maybe been feeling isolated or lonely and they come down to pub footy and just find this kind of support network um, and it's all just based around kind of having a kick and everybody belongs and is welcome. Yeah. Um, and then I guess because I stuck around playing for so long, I'm now in the management. <laughs> um, love it. We love uh, Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so we just, we, we do have, we've gotten an amazing board as well and a committee which is made up of representatives from each of our teams. Mm. So it's all about kind of everybody has a place at the table and has a voice and we're all just kind of working this out together um, as pub footy grows and we just see the positive impact it has on so many people's lives that, you know, we keep doing all the behind the scenes work. Yeah, no, that's excellent to hear. We're so happy that it's not just sports it's also like community and I think that's what's missing in a lot of sports so we're so excited to have you um here to tell us about to tell us all about that um we also mentioned that you're the general manager at the Renegade Pub Football League can you tell us about the league and also as we mentioned the work that they do in the community yeah so um pub footy is uh we're a gender inclusive AFL league um, so the idea is that every everybody's welcome. We don't have men and women's team. We don't segregate in any way. Um, it's for any person, regardless of their identity, to just come down and feel welcome. Mm. Um, we've got nine teams, and each of our teams is kind of based around the inner north and affiliated with a pub or live music venue. So they're kind of like, I guess, the club rooms where we go and have dinner and hang out, and after a game we might go to our like opponents pub and all hang out together so we do try to be non-competitive we don't have a ladder or any finals it's all just Mm. you know it's you're not trying to go out there um and be really aggressive on the field you actually just go out there and make friends um and teach each other like I've been standing on the field and my opponent and I are just talking um and you know they give me good tips on how to play because we're all just learning um so it is yeah, just a really community environment, based environment. And we also, in 2016, started our community engagement program, which has allowed us to give money back to local not-for-profit organisations. So we do that through our fundraising barbecue. Um, And it's just been so rewarding for us and for me in the leadership. It's one of my favourite parts is that since 2016, we've donated over $35,000 to local organisations. And that's, I mean... It's a lot of money for us. We think it's, we're just really proud of that. Um, and we've got four games left of the season. Some of our partners who we're partnered with for the last three years, we've got Girls Rock Melbourne who are coming down. They're amazing. National Homeless Collective who are just based over in Brunswick and also do amazing work. It's just something that's really important to us to build these community um, networks and just be kind of giving back and be involved and as you said, it's not just about sport. It's about our whole community. Mm, yeah. And the Pub Footy Pride Round, it's actually four days away. It's on a Saturday. Um, yes. The Cup <laughs> also has an interesting history. Can you tell us about the history and also some of the things that we can look forward to on the day? Yeah, so um, we're running this event in partnership with Pride Cup. So they're a great organisation. They um, run a lot of football, hockey, netball, kind of pride rounds and pride cups um, approach local clubs, particularly in rural areas. They've also worked with the AFL to um, assist these sporting communities to put on these um, pride cups or pride rounds. So it's all about celebrating diversity and inclusion and really just raising awareness about how much of an impact sport can have. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of communities do look to, you know, the sporting clubs as... um, kind of leaders in the community or places where people gather and it's really important that these sporting clubs are doing everything they can to send the right message and to make sure that everybody feels safe and welcome. Mm. So in terms of our event on Saturday, um, it's it's similar to our 
all of our pub footy rounds. So we've got three games of gender-inclusive footy. Um, we're doing this event in partnership with Pride Cup and Queer Space is our community engagement partner. The day is going to kick off at 12.30 um, and we encourage everybody to get down, bring their dogs, bring the family, bring a footy to have a kick. Um, there'll be music playing all day. We'll have some bars running alongside the fundraising barbecue. Mm. And if we have some listeners um, tuned in now who are kind of interested and want to join but don't think that they have the athletic, athletic skills, um, what advice would you have for them? Definitely come down and give it a go. I am by no means athletic or coordinated in any way, (laughs) and I seem to have found my way there. Um, It really is a welcoming community, and sometimes, I mean, we've got people on our team who come down and train with us, but they don't feel comfortable playing in a game because it is full contact, and that's completely fine. So we really encourage people who are interested to... Um, if you jump on our Facebook or our website and contact one of our teams um, and just reach out to them, maybe you'll go and have dinner with them one night or go to training and you can be as involved as you want to be. There's no pressure that you have to be thrown in the deep end. If you don't want to play, you don't have to. And you can also just hang out with the club and be a supporter. We have some people who, um, you know, they're part of our pub footy family, but they don't want to play football and that's mm. completely fine. It's not, you don't have to be... Um, an athlete to be a part yes. of this. Yes, so we yes. do have four rounds left for this year. Um, they're all at Victoria Park in Abbotsford. And, yeah, people can just come down and see what we're all about and then reach out if they think that it's something they want to get involved in. Yay. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> on, Kate. No worries. Thanks for having me. And that was Kate Cullen from the Renegade Pub Football League. And if you are interested, and as Kate said, you don't need to... Um, be a player you can just actually show up you know enjoy the ambience uh, support a team um, you're more than welcome to do that and it is at Victoria Park in Abbotsford it's on Saturday 24th of August which is this Saturday it starts at 12:30 and ends at 6 30. Wondering how you pay your donation to the 3CR Radiothon? Well, you can do so online at www.3cr.org.au or call us with your credit card details on 0394198377. You can also come into the station at 21 Smith Street Fitzroy during office hours and pay by cash, cheque or FPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to P.O. Box 1277 Collingwood 3066 and be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. Red Alert. Numbers are needed at the Japurung Heritage Protection Embassy camps immediately. Sacred birthing trees on Japurung country need protecting. Over 50 generations have been born on these sites and the birthing trees themselves are 800 years old. These trees are being protected from the Victorian Labor Party's planned highway extension that is set to destroy this sacred dreaming landscape. The cops are coming with eviction orders very soon. The campaign to protect country is led by Japarang traditional owners who are calling on people from all walks of life for support. You can help by joining traditional owners at the camp on Japarang country near Ararat or by donating and putting pressure on Daniel Andrews to protect this sacred land. Visit dwembassy.com for more information and updates. No trees, no treaty. You're listening to 3CR Tuesday Breakfast. At the moment, this song that is playing is... What is the name of this song? Oh, sorry. Naming, 
naming and blaming. Um, so this is um, the public, sorry to interrupt you, this is the public opinion Afro Orchestra. It's a great track, it's a long one, so we're going to play it out for our show today. I feel a bit like we're kind of in a jazz club or something, like playing over the, over the music, <laughs> I like it. Before that, we had a fantastic interview from Kate Cullen, who is part of the Renegade um, pro, uh, Pub Footy League. So we've said it many, many times. I'm really excited because I want to go play pub football. And before that, we had a classic tune, but old school, 212 by Azalea Banks. Not to be confused with Icky Azalea, two very, very different people. <laughs> um, quite a funny story, actually. I, I, when I used to be a high school teacher, my room was 212, and I would get that song stuck in my head every <laughs> single day. But I could never tell my little year seven students that that was the case. I'd be walking around That's trying so to funny. teach with this song going round and round in my head with the, you know, cheeky non-radio edit bit over and over again. That's Not so very good. professional. <laughs> <laughs> so, we thought we'd end the show with a few event announcements. The first one is a scat- uh, Satellite Skies fundraiser. So we just played some audio from that 3CR show earlier in our program. And that's on Friday, September 13th from 7pm. It's $10 entry and the funds go to supporting 3CR radio and Grandmothers Against Removal. So really important event to get down to. Race Rage is playing among, uh, among other great artists. And whereabouts is that? Oh, good question. Big Arts Warehouse, Hocking Street, Coburg. Fantastic. Yes. We also have another event. This is the Down By Law Trivia. And that one is on Friday the 6th of September. So I think I'm going. Are you going? I'm going. Are Absolutely. you going? Hey. Mm. Down by law. I know, but who, who oh. is our who is the host? We've got oh, who got, is the are you got, the host? No, they've Anya. got a special celebrity host. Our <gasps> very own that. Anya Saravanan oh of God. Tuesday Breakfast fame wow. will be emceeing the event. I'm 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 going just to heckle. Okay, I'm, yeah, let's I'm do it. Just throw <laughs> throw popcorn at her, you know. <laughs> Beautiful. I think it's, it's going to be fantastic. And when when and where is that? Okay, so it's Friday the sixth of September from six thirty p.m. at Collingwood Town Hall. And this is again a fundraiser for 3CR? Indeed. Yes. Trivia. I'm hopeless and I always embarrass myself, but I will go. I'm pretty good and extremely competitive. So we won't be on on the same team. team. I don't think so. Are you on my team? Uh, I'm not going, unfortunately, but I will be in the messenger. Okay. I'll ask you questions and you can look up the answers. That's that's cheating. I'm going to be watching you now. Oh my God. (laughs) So. Thanks to all of our incredible guests today. It was a great show. And up next is Accent of Women. And the episode is on... Yeah, it's on love. Everything to do with love. Beautiful. And it's hosted by Big Watch Hall. So that will be on in five minutes. And you will... Please stick around to listen to the rest of the track. You will hear a very familiar voice. And I hope you enjoy it. We'll see you next week. Bye.
Criminalisation, deaths in custody, stolen generations, mental harm, torture, burst prevention, alcohol infusion, drugs of addiction, parasitic welfare infections, dumbed down education, we're Holocaust survivors, revolution. No consent, no treaty, no jurisdiction. This land's laws based on fiction. Peace and harmony, love and justice. Pay some goddamn rent. For a green card. Because it's payback time. listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.